morning, Dad. Hey, going for a run? Yeah, you should join me like you used to. Not with my old knees and back. Mm -mm. Try Xanthacin. It could really help. Plus, it's super safe, Dad, and it's good for your heart and brain. Xanthacin fights aging with astaxanthin, nature's most powerful antioxidant. And with three times the absorption and superior purity, it's the brand physicians trust. Find it at GetXantho.com and these retailers. Keep doing what you love with Xanthacin. How's it going, everybody? It is episode 38 here on Hawaii Football Now. We are already barreling like right through May, May 18th as we record this, May 19th episode when we release it tomorrow midday. We record this at 7 a.m. as we usually do. Back with my man Hunter Hughes. I'm Jordan Helley. We got our guy Jaron on the controls as well. This is Hawaii Football Now, as we mentioned, episode 38 presented by Xanthasin. A big mahalo to our other sponsors as well, Spectrum Mobile and Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union. All right, Hunter, before we get started, we got to tell our good tell uh, tell the folks about our good friends over at Xanthasin. Got to do it. Uh, yeah, you may have heard about this amazing supplement called Astaxanthin. Uh, doctors and pharmacists recommend it for everything from joint and muscle function to cholesterol health and cognitive function, even anti-aging, which me and Jordan need that these days. Um, but did you know that you that not only that, but only one brand delivers three times more astaxanthin to your body, making it a better buy than the competition? Introducing astaxanthin available at getxantho.com, Newtown Square Pharmacy, Down to Earth Kaka'ako, GNC Stores, and Pharmacare Hawaii. Learn more at getxantho.com. And have you tried it yet, Jordan? It actually is uh, is pretty good, man. It gives you a nice little pep in your step for the rest of your day i have not i have not uh working on working on getting the sample pack um and, and i don't know if uh you know you you got one before the show but uh nailed nailed the read thank so, you uh, kudos to you first my one kudos to you that was uh that was well done well done and uh kudos to our friends at xanthacin as well for being a longtime sponsor of the pod we appreciate it very, very much. And uh, speaking of the pod, before we get into the opening drive here, we did want to make a mention that we are now available on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Uh, so that's kind of a big deal for us. Yeah, we're uh, we're making the leap a little bit here, uh, reaching the masses. Uh, you know, currently you've been able to catch us on SoundCloud, Facebook, YouTube, the ESPN Honolulu website. We do appreciate all the diehards, all the loyals uh who have been with us kind of from the beginning uh that have been able to check us out on those platforms but now you can kind of take us on the go a little easier uh via the apps on your phone you can plug it into your car as you drive around and hopefully not get stuck in traffic like coach chris brown uh does from time to time you know when when you gotta go on h1 uh at inopportune hours uh and maybe the best way to avoid that is to be like chris brown and just get to the office at 6 a.m and avoid all of the work traffic uh, for, for the sake of everyone involved, we, we, we need to keep him as positive as long as possible. That's uh, right. That's I right. Mean, any reason for the Hulk to come out? I mean, he could terrorize the whole city if he chose to. Uh, he, he has that power in those shoulders. <laughs> that, so, he does. Uh, that he does. Just with a quick little flex. That's, that's all it'll take, uh, Chris yeah. Brown. Uh, former guest on the show. Uh, and speaking right. of former guests, uh, we had Armani Eden, one of the quarterbacks on the roster. <clears throat> with us last week who will be in a very very 
deep competition for the job uh, and a lot of fun talking to him last week. He, as one of the core guys who have been part of this program now through a couple of iterations, uh, who have been with the program for, for a couple of years now, of course, you know, you got guys uh, coming in like Yellen, the transfer from Pittsburgh. You got some other guys in the mix, the walk on Jake Farrell. You got the incumbent, if you will, uh, to an extent in Braden Shager. And uh, it was fun to talk to Armani, kind of more big picture, sort of the transition of the program, the ownership that this group of players has taken of the program through the transition, right? A little bit of limbo there going from Todd Graham to Timmy Chang. And, and I was always sort of impressed with guys like Armani and the rest of sort of the core of returnees that, that you know, kind of took it upon themselves to keep this thing going and, and mm -hmm. keep this program heading in a positive direction. And then I think things have kind of taken off with the new staff in terms of momentum, being able to get back out there in the community uh, and off of a positive spring game. But uh, just kind of my takeaway, Hunter, off of our conversation last week with Armani and, and talking to some folks who, who got a chance to, to listen to the interview. But uh, it was nice talking with him, uh, a good young man and, and a guy who's uh, going to be in the mix yeah. uh, in what is a crowded quarterback room. But, uh, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, no, never. Uh, I remember my uh, senior year, uh, at UH, we had eight quarterbacks. <laughs> Jordan, we had it's where they're at now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, one thing with Armani, I, uh, gotten to spend some time with him, uh, outside of just football context. He's, he's a leader. And that's one thing, regardless of skill set, that I always like in a quarterback is someone who would categorize as a leader, um, can kind of rally guys around him. Um, push people uh, and just kind of if you if you see his style of play he's kind of a Russell Wilson Kyler Murray kind of dual threat um, scrambling kind of quarterback to extend plays and I just see grit and tenacity out of a guy like him and um, other guys in the field get inspired by that sort of quarterback play in my experience so um, you know talking with other receivers these past couple of years um, has great morale and great connection with those guys. So um, who knows what's going to happen this fall in the, uh, in the um, coming months uh, with this quarterback competition. But um, he's one of those leaders, I think, that this team needs to kind of get this Timmy Chang era up and off on the right foot, Jordan. Yeah, it, having those kind of locker room guys, right, at the very least mm -hmm. is important and and. Like you mentioned, you you guys had eight quarterbacks your last year at UH. Like June used to carry double-digit quarterbacks. Like his theory was you could never have enough quarterbacks. Um, it made for competition. Uh, it made for, you know, when you're running the run and shoot, which is not necessarily what, what Coach Chang has um, in store. But when you're throwing that many balls in practice and you're running that many routes, like it, it helps to have arms to, mm -hmm. just, to just get as many reps as possible uh, in there. When you're uh, when you're preparing and, and getting through the week of practice and, and the weeks of the season, so that'll be fun to watch. Uh, our best to Armani, our best to you know the quarterback room and that group. Uh, we're excited to see how that kind of folds under uh, offensive coordinator Ian Shoemaker and, and what the um, the future will present. Because as he pointed out, right uh, in our conversation, uh, anywhere Coach Shoemaker has gone, man, he scored points. That's that's yeah. sort of his mo. So we're uh, you know optimistic when it comes to that. Uh, speaking of the future, uh, last week we discussed a little bit about the reports that Hawaii's 
home and home with BYU is off in 2024 and 2025. The logical explanation is because the Cougars are leaving independence and moving to the Big 12. Their schedule sort of gets filled out naturally that way. They are obligated to play all those nine Big 10 games, uh, excuse me, Big 12 games. Less room for some of these non-conference previously scheduled matchups. There was already a clause in the agreement contract uh, that if they had joined a conference, you know, it wouldn't, they basically had a free out if that was the case. And so off the heels of that, moving quickly, UH administration seems to have come to an agreement with Sam Houston State to fill some of those dates in the future. And they've actually uh, reportedly agreed to a home and home contract with the two-time defending FCS champs, the one AA level, uh, very good program in Huntsville, Texas. That's about uh, 65 miles, like an hour or so north of Houston, uh, about three hours southeast of Dallas, sort of that region of Texas. Um, they uh, they play good football down there. And the Bearcats uh, at that level have sort of usurped North Dakota State as the current power, even though North Dakota State seemingly is right there every year, like in the final four. Right. Uh, and unlike the Bison, they are making the move up very App State-like. Remember App State, Armani um, Edwards, right? Was that was was that the, the quarterback's name? The lefty went up to Michigan, beat him in the big house, played a little bit awesome. in the NFL. Um, that, that's uh, sort of our time. Uh, they're making the move. They're actually transitioning up to the FBS level starting next year, they'll play in Conference USA. So they're actually playing the WAC right now. The WAC restarted football is more of a 1AA FCS football conference. So Hawaii and Old WAC school, Sam Houston State and Old WAC school, really nothing else in common, uh, but they've got a home and home schedule 2024, 2025. This according to uh, FBFschedules.com. Uh, some of the local reporters have reported it as well here in Hawaii. Um, uh, FBSschedules.com getting like a freedom of information uh, contract from uh, from San Houston State. <laughs> so I think that's where some of this emanated from. Uh, but as I mentioned, the Bearcats, good football program. That transition isn't always necessarily the easiest, but we've seen schools like Appalachian State, you know, have a fair amount of success moving up. Uh, and I got to imagine that uh, Sam Houston State will be a very, very quality opponent, even as they make that transition. Who knows how good they'll be at the FCS level again this year in their final year down you know, at the second tier and um, 2024 uh, scheduled to take place in Huntsville, Texas. Uh, that game will be on Saturday, September 14th, and then a return game on Oahu Saturday, September 6th. So some early season matchups and the home and home will begin up in the Lone Star State. So, uh, you know, for those diehards out there that like to travel to a lot of these away games, a uh, little Texas road trip has been a little while for the Rainbow Warriors. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really cool. Uh, anytime you go to Texas, you know, they're always going to have um, good recruits. They, they, they may not be, you know, four or five star guys, but if you grow up in Texas, you're just around good football from the time you're, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years old. And so you're kind of raised in that football is king kind of mentality down there. And um some of these teams, even though you might think that they're a sleeper on your schedule, like they, they come to play, man. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to kind of see what that looks like in the years to come. You know, the, the main story, though, here, Jordan, is this team seems to jump up into the Division One level is to make sure that Hawaii does not jump down with the current state of our stadium, um, our infrastructure, everything like that. 
And I know that, you know, the powers may be are trying to do everything that they can to see that that doesn't happen. But um, when you were talking about making the jump, I wanted to make sure we don't uh, fall down, if you will, into a lower level, because I mean, UH definitely deserves to, to remain a Division I um, uh, school, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you there. And, and at least the, the signs are indicative of, the, you know, they're trying to make the investment to make sure that that is a, uh, a reality going forward for the University of Hawaii football program. And, and we know the stadium situation, and that is a lot of the worry. That is a lot of the concern um, when it comes to, you know, where the home for Hawaii football, where the fit is. Um, and, and here's a school in Sam Houston State that's got a lot of aspirations, right, that has made a big commitment. And, and for Hawaii, I think the other aspect of it, we mentioned the, the, the Texas element group that, you know, under Coach Todd Graham made a lot of headway, made a lot of inroads in terms of recruiting Texas and getting players from that part of the country, which hasn't always been a, you know, a pipeline for the University of Hawaii. And now you schedule a couple of games there for some of those guys. Well, at least one game there, a couple of games against the Texas opponent. Uh, you know, for some of these guys on the roster, I'm sure that's a big deal, right? You get a chance to go play a little closer to home in 2024 uh, for some of the young guys that'll still be around, right? That's only really a couple of seasons off. Uh, so some of these young guys who have come in with Texas ties um, and for, for this group that has shown the ability now under the current coaching staff to kind of recruit, you know, nationally. I mean, they're, a lot of it sort of Polynesian ties, but they've been able to pull guys from, from, you know, the Southwest, some Arkansas transfers. They've been, they've been able to, you know, kind of keep at least uh, a, a presence down in the Southeast when it comes to Georgia, Florida. Um, and, and if you can, you know, you're not necessarily getting the, the huge recruits out of Texas, but if you can continue to, to have a presence out there, um, that's not a bad thing. And so, Playing a game there, playing uh, a game that, that that could be serving as a uh, incentive for some of these guys to, who may be wanting to look elsewhere to go play college football, but a chance to play at home, at least in a game that that could be a destination type thing for some of these recruits, I, I don't think is a bad thing at all. Yeah, totally. I mean, we're kind of seeing that with all of the big name uh, Bishop Gorman guys coming out of school that they are naming Hawaii in their top eight, top 10 I mean, up there with the, the biggest schools there are, Jordan, uh, that, that one cornerback who's a three-star is getting offers from LSU, from Arkansas, from um, uh, Oregon, and then right up next to all those logos is the UHH. It's just awesome. Um, there's something different about what this, um, this staff is kind of bringing to the table. And uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't put Texas out of the reach of these guys with what they've been able to accomplish, even in this offseason. It's a very active quarterback room. I mean, um, coaches room up there right now in the way that they are recruiting and going about things. So, yeah, I think you bring up a good point. And um, the future looks bright, man. It really does. Yeah, there was the um, the offensive lineman, too, right? I'm trying to look, go back and look through our, our previous notes. Uh, the big offensive lineman out of wasn't he out of Texas? Uh, so. Indonesian kid, I, I, uh, you know, that, that kind of spurred my uh, my thought process um, when um, you mentioned that because yeah, I'll, I'll probably go find it later, and and I'm sure there's probably a listener 
who's going to listen to this and, and be able to think of it right off the top of their head because they're locked into some of these recruiting things. But yeah, there was the young man. He's like a four star or five star. He, he listed like his top 12 or 15 or something. And Hawaii was in there. And yeah. everybody was like, well, that's that's not like all the other schools, <laughs> you know. Right. And uh, and I, I swear he was a Texas kid. And, and um, you know. If at the very least, right, uh, if there's for whatever reason, he's seriously considering Hawaii. This is a nice thing that they can kind of throw back at uh, at the young man. Say, like, hey, we're going to go play with him back in Texas. Your family can all come out to watch. We plan to do this more in the future. Um, you know, we'll, we'll make it a priority to make sure you and the rest of the Texas boys get a chance to play in your home state at least once in your career. Um, that's that's that counts for something. So it'll be pretty interesting to see uh, any final thoughts sort of on this matchup with Sam Houston State. Uh, I'm sure some will think, um, you know, FCS opponent, one double A kind of your your freebie game. But uh, I get the feeling this will be anything but. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I always kind of noticed when we would play teams like this practices were always kind of a lull um guys didn't really take it that seriously but I don't feel like we can do that with a school like Sam Houston State as, as they're on the rise they've got a culture of winning which only comes with um, being disciplined with having a great um, plan of attack and so um yeah I've got I've got them um Maybe not necessarily circled, but they're they're not an easy win in the 24, 25 years for us. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun and a new opponent for us, Jordan, that uh, we haven't really gotten to see before. Yeah, that's that's the other exciting thing too, right? Uh, something new, yeah, <laughs> something new on the schedule and and a chance to uh, to venture outside of you know the the Pacific and Mountain time zones um, and and. and pretty cool route trip i think uh, you know basically an hour outside of houston for the hawaii fans mm -hmm. um as well uh one last little note before we get into our halftime break here uh jared smart um former university of hawaii receiver uh who just recently finished up his eligibility uh got a roster camp invite or a, excuse me a rookie camp invite uh with the cardinals and uh it went well and and he is signed with arizona so he will be part of the off-season program, what that guarantees him, really nothing other than a chance to, to go to mini camp, to go to training camp, and, and hopefully survive the myriad of cuts that come your way before you make the final 53-man roster. So, uh, but huge, huge for Jared. And, and I think kind of funny, you know, that uh, the Cardinals, who also had a very strong interest in JoJo Ward, That's right. when he came out of the University of Hawaii, JoJo now um, Employing his talents over in the USFL, but uh, something about uh, that Cardinals organization um, that uh, they seem to like these highly skilled, highly um, refined University of Hawaii receivers. And I will say, if there's any roster that a receiver would like to be on because they carry more receivers than just about anybody with Cliff Kingsbury, not a big tight end guy, not a lot of big 21 guy. Uh, he loves four wide. And so you need receivers. Uh, it's the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. And not to mention Cole McDonald as well, getting an opportunity. Yeah, with that's right. That's the right. Cardinals just a couple of years ago. Um, I don't know if we can quite call it a pipeline just yet, Jordan, um, but uh, it is somewhat of a pattern emerging for our guys. And this, uh, this makes me really happy for someone like Jared Smart, who had an unbelievable 2020 and 2019 um, couple years for us had a pretty rough last year for us at University of Hawaii and the fact that 
he's still getting an opportunity at the next level um, in spite of, um, I don't know how else to put it, a very down year for our offense um, under the Todd Graham era that, that gives me a lot of hope just for, um, yeah, our, our guys that just because you, you had a bad year doesn't mean it's completely over at the next level. Film speaks for itself. Um, keep going, keep per, uh, um, persevering and uh, just see where the chips fall. I'm, I'm stoked for him because he deserves it. He, he played unbelievable for us those first couple of years he was here. Yeah, you, you think of some of those athletic catches, right? And, and when he was paired out there with sure uh, some, some of those guys. And, and I always think back to that catch in the corner of the end zone against New Mexico, was it? Was that? It yeah. might have even been like a two-point conversion, but it was just just ridiculous, the athleticism and the, as you mentioned, the, the sure-handedness of Jared Smart. So all the best to him with the Cardinals. Uh, you got some other guys out there in some of the rookie camps hoping to latch on and, and sign some contracts with the NFL squads. And we'll keep you updated as we learn more about those individuals as well. But we got to head into our halftime break here. Uh, but we do want to give a big shout out to uh, one of our other sponsors, Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union. As Hawaii's largest credit union, Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union, is committed to serving individuals and businesses through its 14 branches location, uh, located statewide and convenient digital banking services as well. As a leader in providing support for the islands, Hawaii USA is committed to strengthening strengthening Hawaii's financial wellness and sharing successes with members, local businesses, and the greater community. Originally opened 1936 as a credit union for educators, Hawaii USA has inspired a culture of giving that is rooted in education and has since expanded to other areas of community need that impact financial health, including healthcare, housing, and hunger. To learn more, please visit hawaiiusafcu.com. Again, big mahalo to Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union. All right, second half coming up. This is Hawaii Football Now from ESPN Honolulu. All right, second half time here on episode 38 of Hawaii Football Now. Jordan and Hunter back with you. Uh, again, big mahalo to everybody for uh, hanging with us throughout all of these. Uh, you know, it's been, I don't know, seven months, longer than that, I think, right? We started this back in, what, September? Uh, so this is going on eight months or so. It's been a lot of fun for us. Um, been a lot of fun sort of going through the transitions as well. Been a lot of fun hearing from our regular commenters, our guy Kavika on Facebook often, our guy Al on YouTube. Uh, and Al had asked about, you know, the call the coach with Timmy Chang back at the end of April, April 26th. Uh, he and our guy Kanoa Leahy uh, were on the headset for that one. And uh, he actually shared quite a bit. And, um, you know, to Al's uh, question, I, I thought it would make sense to to kind of touch on some of the topics that, that, that Timmy brought up, especially because, you know, some, a lot of them weren't necessarily time sensitive. They were sort of in the mix of spring practice, but, but a lot of the things that uh, people had asked about were sort of big picture questions and, and always, um, you know, big shout out to the listeners and, and the callers on, on call the coach and, and the, even some of the daily radio shows right on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, they they always ask good questions, man, and 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 get you going, and and pretty funny uh, sometimes too. Just just how well and informed and insightful they are, and so kind of wanted to get into that a little bit. It's been a couple of weeks, but uh, we've we've had a couple of guests in the mix as well that that kind of pushed this down the uh, the docket a little bit. But 
Hunter, I, you know, it was kind of interesting that, you know, he, he talked about, you know, some of the more, I guess, X's and O's, but somebody asked about the offense, right. And, and installing the offense, how that's gone. Uh, and he said, basically they, they wanted to install a, a big offensive playbook uh, and put just about everything in. They can sort of pare it down as they need to, uh, as the season goes on week to week game planning and whatnot. Um, but uh, they, they threw a lot at these guys during spring and, yeah. and we'll see kind of how it sticks. Yeah. And Armani kind of uh, made mention of that in last week's episode that we haven't uh, as fans seen everything that they have installed, which I always appreciated as a player giving a bigger install in the spring, as opposed to the fall. Um, it's always tougher when you try to install during the season, the season is already such a grind for uh, for us as players with uh, the travel um, uh, sort of uh, extent that we go through, um, the scheduling um, as a student athlete at University of Hawaii. Um, and so having all of that in the bag, if you will, um, just makes it a little bit easier for coaches to kind of shift gears on the fly because we already know what you're talking about. Um, and so it's just a way for people to get on the same page quicker. And so, yeah, I have no doubt with Coach Shoemaker's experience, um, obviously Coach Timmy Chang and his experience as a player, they want to be uh, they want to be pro probably pretty extensive in the uh, types of plays they call and trying to get points on the board. I mean, uh, that, that also goes to show it, it's hard to categorize this type of offense, which is why they've kind of skirted. Yeah, we're not exactly run and shoot. We're kind of run and shoot. We're kind of mix and match. Uh, as long as we don't get the uh, the Todd Graham era, um, what, what did they call it, Jordan? The um, running run, run and gun. gun, I think was the, yeah. Well, whatever it was, it was third and out a lot. So um, I'm hoping for something different uh, than that this fall, which I, I think it's pretty safe to say we're going to see something different than that. Yeah, it's the uh, the early stages of the relationship, right? You don't want to put a label on it. You know, That's you right. Know, it's too That's much right. pressure. Too much pressure. You don't want to you don't want to start defining things and then put yourself in a box and you know maybe you may be rushing things along or something like that. So, yeah, they've uh, they've neglected to put a, a name tag on what the offense will be. Uh, and again, you can call it what you want, right? I mean, even the roll run and shoot wasn't your, you know, traditional run and shoot and, and how they mixed in run pass option and, and things like that. And so even, even when teams label things that like that, that's just, uh, you know, window dressing a lot of times because these totally. guys are going to be incorporating all kinds of different things um, and, and seeing how, how it works basically. So, and yeah. then defensively, he talked about, uh, you know, Coach Yoro wanting to to get a lot of the base and the blitz packages in, and we got a chance to talk to Coach Yoro, and, and he he kind of touched on it, right? You got to be multiple, you got to be versatile, but you got to be able to get after the quarterback. Um, and Coach Chang basically saying, you know, without wanting to give away too much, it's always sort of this dance that you get in some of these, these call-to-coach sessions or the interviews, right? And I totally get it. I don't blame them. Uh, but it's like, you know, you want to give something to the fans. You want to, you want to be able to share, but uh, you don't want to give too much away. You don't want to give too much away. You don't want to, you know, reveal the state secrets. Uh, but, it, but coach Chang kind of echoed that. And he said, uh, you know, we want to be attack minded uh, and he kind of left it at that. So how they attack, where they attack from uh, didn't quite divulge, but he, but he said he wanted, they wanted to be attack minded defensively. You know, th that in and of itself, Jordan, I'd like to just pose this question. I don't know if, 
opposing teams and I might be completely wrong here I would love to be wrong I don't know if they have you know assistants scouring the internet for like a GA or something yeah right? like local like scouring local Honolulu uh, media and Facebook groups and uh, uh, Reddit, uh, you know, community, you know, you know, I don't know, groups that, that are talking about University of Hawaii and schemes and stuff that I don't know if talking about everything is necessarily giving away the playbook like who's actually listening to it i i, I don't know it's a good question thought, it's a good question yeah right because yeah it, it's like are they are they going to spend their time doing it or is it sort of an understood thing within the industry where it's like all right we're all not going to talk about it so don't waste your time going to listen to it i would say yeah. you know like somebody like alabama right which has a staff of like ninety-seven thousand people uh, yeah. where Nick Saban's got like offensive analysts quality and defensive control, analysts quality control, quality and quality control. control coaches. And it's like, uh, I don't know, those guys got to do something, right? Like they, they have so many people on staff. So I don't know, maybe somebody's out there and with the internet these days and you can aggregate things, right? You put the keywords into Google and all of a sudden it spits it back out. Episode 37 of Hawaii football now or something. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe, uh, how maybe these maybe it's like, like espionage out there this is a level above my pay grade hunter yeah but, maybe uh, they're like internet hired guns like yeah uh, you know they got hire me they, and I'll, I'll give you everything the internet has from the last you know six months on lsu or something like that maybe right right yeah it's uh it's coach kelly down at like a a donor's dinner in uh you know rust in louisiana that he's trying to you know that he thinks it's a closed room but all of a sudden you know security cam audio recording of him in a booster talking about a blitz package i mean this is right juicy for this This is what they do on third and short inside the red area 90 percent of the time you know it's like uh, a a coach like uh, lane kiffin who is almost crazy with the way that he talks about yeah. stats percentages uh down in distance uh tendencies and and you know someone like that with an old miss sec budget maybe that's our calling jordan maybe, <laughs> maybe we start this up man maybe we get uh our yeah, producer, some contract uh, services <laughs> yeah we get our producer jaron on on the keys and uh, we just go to town man finding this stuff I think I think I think we're on to something. We're on so we'll go we'll go uh talk to some of the coaches and see if there might be some interest here. Um we'll start hacking into um, you know, uh the internet and, and finding everything we need to know about Vanderbilt uh come, we come week zero. Uh yeah. that that, <laughs> that should be that should be a lot of fun. Uh the other couple of things that Coach Chang sort of offered up uh somewhat unsolicited and, and just kind of talking generally about the team. He said they're excited about the guys they have. Um, uh, defensively, he actually singled out uh, Jonah Welch, the Kamehameha graduate, uh, made his way back to the University of Hawaii, talked about Welch's leadership uh, and getting after the ball, uh, getting after the quarterback in spring ball. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, unprompted. He, he, he mentioned Jonah Welch, um, Jonah Welch Kahavai, I think some will, will be familiar with. And, and pretty cool to see, you know, we saw a little bit uh, last year, a little bit in the spring, and, and apparently they're expecting some big things out of him because that is an area of need, and we've seen that uh, through the transfer portal. They've they've been going after defensive backs. I mean, excuse me, defensive defensive backs too, but defensive linemen in particular. Yeah, uh, you know, Jonah is kind of emerging as um, not only a, a leader on the field, but definitely one in the locker room too. I mean, we saw the spring game; he was the one to lead the ha'a for us, 
and uh, th there may be more, you know, prominent or gifted, you know, players on the field, but we need um, guys like himself with local presence, local understanding, and um, yeah, that just kind of carry the stick, if you will, um, especially on the defensive side of the football. I, I feel like uh, we, we've kind of had this just kind of uh, tradition, if you will, of, of leaders on the defensive side of the football, more so I would say than the offense, um, at least in the last, you know, 10, 15 years for University of Hawaii. And so it seems as though that might fall to Jonah this year for our team. And um, great guy, used to train with him at Tactical Fitness, shout out to those guys down in Kaka'ako. Um, even as a freshman, him and uh, Shevin were down there training really hard, trying to get ready for coming into uh, University of Hawaii. So stoked to see him just a few years later kind of uh, coming into his own. It's really awesome. Yeah, it really is. And I, I'm, I'm excited for him. I remember him uh, in high school and, and he's a guy I think that could contribute uh, in a big way. And, and apparently the coaching staff is pretty excited about what he, he can do here. We mentioned, you know, Coach Chang is excited about what they're doing in the portal. We've kind of talked at length about what, uh, you know, that has produced in terms of the guys coming in as, as that news has become available. The other big topic of conversation, somebody asked about the uniforms and uh, you know, what coach Timmy Chang has in mind. Obviously there's the transition to Adidas yeah. from under armor and, and what that relationship could bring uh, how that can get creative under armor, of course, had some, some pretty cool iterations of the uniform. I would say some of the, the specialty unis, whether it was the uh, the battleship unis last year, whether it was some of the throwbacks, which were probably my favorite, right? Like the ones they wore up at the, the horseshoe and, and some of those, some of the um, the military inspired ones as well. Uh, so I'm kind of curious, you know, what, what the partnership with Adidas will look like. Timmy did offer up um, that uh, his favorites were the all blacks at home, which kind of spanned a few different generations uh, and eras. And then he also really liked the gray and white yeah. with the silver helmets of the Colt era. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know if that was too much of a tease as to where he's going, but uh, I know you've got thoughts on the fashion hunter. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's an interesting uh, conversation because each brand, I don't think it's necessarily a copyright issue, but from a, um, brand um, integrity standpoint, I would say, they don't like to have anything that resembles a previous brand or anything like that. So let's, let's just take the white with the gray pants with the tribal around the leg, kind of the classic uh, Colt Brennan style um, uniform for us. Um, Rolo really tried to bring that back for us, but because that was a Nike uniform. Under Armour couldn't quite go there with us because it's not so much they they want to uh, do the same thing. They don't want to look like they are just doing what Nike did. And so it, it's more of a brand awareness and a brand understanding thing that each brand wants to do their own thing with University of Hawaii. Um, I mean, one giant step forward that I really hope remains is the uh is the islands uh, i've i've got it on the side of my hat actually on, on one of these but um i think that was one of the coolest leaps forward for our uniforms having the whole state represented on the side of our helmet and it just looks dirty man having the islands kind of wrapped around the ear hole of our helmet so uh 
I hope that if we're able to can still remain. That's one of my favorite touches these last couple of years. I wholeheartedly agree that the, the islands have to remain. I, I think, yes. you know, the, the H on one side, the islands on the other, it's, it's perfect. There's, there's symmetry and balance there. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, it is, it is emblematic of the entire state. It is the state's university. I, I am wholeheartedly on board with keeping that. And, and it makes sense. And uh, when you, when you talk about sort of the, the, uh, the design integrity, right. The, of these different, I mean, Hawaii's kind of gone through the gamut. Like it, early June, it was like Reebok. Then it was Nike. Then it was Under Armour. And now it's Adidas. So we've kind of run the spectrum uh, yeah. when it comes over the last, you know, 25 years or so. Uh, so that it, the challenge is to keep it fresh, right? And, and you got to keep, yeah. you got to keep up in it. And, and, you know, it's, it's not like they've got the budget of Oregon uh, when it comes to <laughs> coming up with some of these. And so on that note, you know, Coach Chang did did give up that uh, or divulge that he said, yeah, not sure if the gray and white are in the cards right now. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of the reasons he didn't elaborate, but I think for a lot of the reasons that uh, you put forth there, Hunter, and, and I'm glad you bring up the islands because this sort of gives me, I'll take a little liberty here because my pitch always, uh, and this is not related to football, but this is related to Hawaii athletics. Um, those will remember at Stan Sheriff, um there there used to be the islands at center court the, mm-hmm. the, the island chain used to be the midcourt logo that's awesome and i think at a time they had the old uh rainbow logo uh on top of that as well but when they went to the the rebranding of the the green h with the top of trim uh they removed the islands from midcourt uh and i have longed for the return of that and i don't know whose decision that is and i get it the logistics and the money and all this kind of stuff um, but I just, I just, uh, am a big believer that the Island chain should be on the court for basketball games. Kind of like, and you can still put the logo, right. You can still put the logo over it. Like Absolutely. it's not an original idea. Like Texas does it right. They've got the Longhorn over the outline of Texas. Um, a bunch of other schools do it. Um, but Hawaii, man, it's the university of Hawaii is the only division one program. Like you gotta, you gotta put it out there. Yeah. Put the, totally. put the islands back. Um, I, I think that's, we're, we're bigger than just Honolulu. It's, it's the whole state. And of all the states in the greater United States, we have one of the most unique ones out there, plain and simple. Um, anyway, for, you know, for me, I, I'm a designer by trade. Whenever I'm not on the, uh, the air here with you, Jordan, I, uh, um, I red light as a, uh, a graphic designer in the Honolulu area. So anytime you can use icons, images like the island chain in our branding i think it's a win there's just so much you can do with it however and i think our listeners would appreciate this we need to have some sort of homage back to the rainbow days man we haven't seen the green the red the yellow the white in a long time um quite honestly really since the chow era um did we kind of do some new alternative option on the vintage University of Hawaii rainbow warrior look. Um, we haven't done that in a long time. I know it costs money for new uniforms, blah, blah, blah. It, it's our history. It's who we are. And that's part of um, the recruiting process too, is having, I, I want to say bare minimum three uniforms, a home and away and an alternative. We got to be able to do that as a team, in my opinion. 
I, I I'm with you. You got and you got to keep up with the other schools, right? That are, that, totally. that have all these different cool uniforms. Uh, and I, I will say, you know, at, recently I think the the university has started to incorporate and embrace the the old rainbow logo uh, more than in in previous years, and I think that's awesome. Uh, I think that what we're seeing across the the athletic department. Uh, from Timmy Chang to Rich Hill is sort of the embracement of history uh, mm -hmm. and really honoring the past and incorporating the past into the present. And, and I, I think you've really seen that from, from a couple of the new hires, as well as some of the guys that have already been here, right. Uh, over time at some of the different sports. And, but I think, you know, uh, kind of bookending things, right. Football on the front end, baseball on the back end, um, two programs that have had a lot of success, particularly baseball, um, at the University of Hawaii, seeing that uh, has been fun, has been fun to witness and, and I think is a big, big deal. Um, had a caller ask about the quarterbacks, uh, which was another um, fun conversation. Uh, and, and Coach Timmy Chang sort of, uh, again, also smartly, in my opinion, dancing around the question for lack of a better term, like he didn't commit to anyone. Yeah. And I didn't expect him to commit to anyone, especially in Walker. that form. Uh, and and we, we get it. We totally get it. Uh, but I, I think does sort of signal that it is still very much an, an open competition. And, and we've touched on that a few times here throughout the last couple of episodes, especially with having Armani on. Uh, but uh, Coach Chang, you know, saying that uh, it's it's open. And, and he mentioned a few of these guys by name and, and really it's the usual suspects. But uh, that will be... I think the biggest storyline going into the off season is going to be who's the guy. Who's yeah, the guy totally. I think one thing that we're not really mentioning is the fact that all these court, these um, quarterbacks are, have decided to stay. Uh, mm -hmm. The transfer portal deadline has come and gone. I believe that was like May 1st, Jordan. I think that was the, the, the date. And uh, the fact that they have retained these guys, even inside of, I mean, that was after knowing they're, they're bringing in another guy um, or at least ominously knowing that they're bringing in another guy. Um, probably even giving those guys the option of, hey, no one's won the job yet. I mean, that was pretty clear at the end of spring. Um, not sure what your plans are, but, you know, if you did choose to leave, like, hey, we're, we're supportive of you and on your journey. Um, they've all decided to stay. They want to be a part of this. Um, and I just think it's going to be a fantastic and fierce quarterback battle this fall. Um, and also kudos to coach for not naming anybody because it affects so much, um, from a team perspective, the minute you name who your starting quarterback is, not only do other quarterbacks kind of wean away and lose interest and morale, but then the whole team now has to kind of get around. Okay. This is our guy. This is one of our leaders. This is uh, how we um, are starting to identify ourselves as a team. It's a huge um, part of the identity of a football team is who our quarterback is. So I like that that's still yet to be determined. And because uh, fall time is one of the most um, critical times of coming together as a team, which. Yeah, um, and that's uh, that's really not that far off. Some of the other names that uh, Coach Chang mentioned uh, wide receivers, he talked a very highly of Zion Bowens, uh, who appears to have a big role moving forward. Uh, he had high praise for leadership of the linebacker core in general. 
and I think that is a position group that a lot of people kind of have circled as one of the deeper yeah. uh, and and high expectations group. And and we've talked to Chris Brown about that as well. Uh, loved what he's gotten out of Dedrick Parsons so far, and and I think that's no surprise after we saw what he did last year after coming over from Howard. And then uh, special teams. Uh, he's excited about the special teams. Uh, he mentioned, you know, Matt Shipley had himself a great spring game. You mentioned Matt Shipley, obviously what Kyler Halverson brings uh, in terms of his leg strength, whether it be on kickoffs or however he's going to contribute. Uh, so those were some of the other things that Coach Chang uh, had mentioned specifically in uh, the call to coach back on April 26th. Yeah. Um, I mean, just being down there on the field too with uh, Shipley's kind of precision, it reminds me a lot of Rigo Sanchez. Whenever Rigo was our our kickoff place kicker and punter, kind of jack of all trades guy for us. And obviously those listening know that Rigo is the starting punter for the Indianapolis Colts now. Um, just kind of a, a professionalism in the way that he goes about his business that uh, I know he's probably going to get an opportunity at the next level. And um, a, a refocusing Jordan on special teams is something that I think UH needs to take seriously with uh, how poorly we did this past year. Yeah, it was one of the weaknesses for sure. Um, and I think, you know, having um, a designated special teams coordinator is a big step forward in, in how Coach Timmy Chang at least had a chance to build his coaching staff and, and obviously prioritize that. Uh, so it, it should be it should be fun to watch. That's always sort of been a hallmark of Hawaii teams over the years as well. Right. It's been good special teams. Uh, so kind of getting back to that, and, and at least that's the hope. But they, they've liked what they've seen so far during spring, which is always a little bit of a half picture, right? Because it's not like you're, you're sending guys down on kickoff full go. You're not rushing the, the kicks or anything like that um, at full go in some of these, these tempo periods. So yeah, that's, a, that's always a little bit to come with it too. All right. Uh, wrapping up the episode uh, with some questions uh, from our, listeners via the comments in YouTube and Facebook, as we mentioned, uh, Kavika as well, sort of sending his best out to the Chang Ohana via Facebook uh, on YouTube. We had our guy Al ask some questions as well. We mentioned some of them already, but he, he also asked about, you know, how the depth chart looks going forward after spring ball with the new transfers, you know, when does fall practice start and um, sort of how that all goes. And, and it's yet to be seen, I guess, would be my answer to Al in, in that, right? Uh, we know that fall camp will start, you know, basically early August as they get ready for the game in late August against Vanderbilt. But things are in flux just because, you know, you, you see the guys out there getting the workouts in a lot of that sort of player driven uh, unsupervised workouts. But as they get into the the um, the regimented summer program, now that the semester's over, some guys can start getting in the mix that'll that'll enter as transfers. Uh, some of the high school guys as well that'll be coming into the program. So there'll be a lot of additions throughout the next couple of months uh, in how that affects the depth chart. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll wait and see, we'll wait and see. And I, and I think a lot of that won't really get decided until a little ways into fall camp. Once you get those guys in pads, once you get those guys contacting, once you get them, you know, performing uh, in game-like situations. So it, it's it's a lot of wait and see at this point to see, uh, you know, making sure all those guys who said they were going to come, come, uh, and then seeing how they perform, one, throughout the summer, but particularly once you get into fall camp. Totally. I, there's a lot of moving pieces right now, a lot of um, guys still to come in to be determined what their 
um, value to the team is going to um, going to be. Um, one of his questions about um, you know quarterbacks and could some of them play other positions. I really feel um, at this point, and not to dog him at all for his ability as a quarterback, but uh, I could see Chad Owens Jr. kind of doing some other stuff. Uh, he's got some versatility and obviously the the marketing story uh, taking after his dad. Um, I could see him being kind of a jack of all trades guy for us. Um, he's just kind of got that in, intangible um, athletic ability that goes beyond the quarterback position. And so uh, um, as a walk-on, you, you want to do anything you can to see the field. And I know this is just his first year, but that's kind of my, um, my hot take for the years to come for uh, that young freshman uh, that uh, we expect a lot from the, uh, the pedigree that he has. So uh, just a thought right there. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's, that's something we, we were asked as well, right. With the, the number of quarterbacks, do any of these guys play any other positions? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, not typically, right. Not, not typically, but, but you do have some guys that you would consider athletes out there. And, and if you can find a way to get them on the field in some form or fashion, yeah, why not? Right. And especially as you mentioned for walk on guys, like they'll, those guys are, they'll, they'll find any way to, to help contribute with the team. They're hungry. They, 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 they want to prove a spot. They want to go earn a scholarship. So we'll see, we'll see. Right. I, I think Hunter's um, fair analysis there. It's like, Hey, if it's a crowded room and, and you've got skill sets that uh, can help or at least contribute and get you on the field other than just at quarterback, not always a bad option. Right. Uh, so that, that'll be fun to see. That'll be fun to see. Um, you know, how some of these competitions play out, how some of the new additions, uh, especially, you know, at quarterback, especially, you know, in the defensive backfield, I think there'll, there'll be a lot of fresh faces there. Um, and, and, you know, where guys move around. I mean, we saw that even last year, right? The guys that ended up leaving, but a guy like Solo Turner started on the offensive side of the football, made it over to the, to the defensive secondary and played pretty well there, right? Jonah Laulu, who played tight end, in a yeah. bowl game a couple of seasons ago. And then all of a sudden he's like one of the most highly desired defensive end recruits in the transfer portal and ends up at Oklahoma. Like some, it, some of these things will catch you by surprise. And all of a sudden these guys take off and, uh, and do really well. So, you know, kind of to, to the point of Al's question, depth chart, where guys are at, it's still, it's still very much up in the air. We're still a little ways away from seeing where these guys may end up and where their true home is. Oh yeah, totally. It's uh, nothing is set in stone yet. Uh, Coach Chang didn't really point to anything uh, in his interviews wisely, as I put earlier. So uh, we're kind of in that uh, that time, Jordan, where we can just speculate and and hope that we're right. Uh, there, there's not much else to do other than sit back, relax, and wait for the show to start at, at this point in the year. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun, uh, a lot more to talk about next week as well, but a little quick overtime segment as we tie a bow on episode 38. My quick one is just UH baseball. I got a chance to go down to the park Thursday and Friday, did a little television work, and uh, just the the wild swings. Like, they've dropped the opener uh, in, in three straight series, but yet have won each of those series. They've won six series in a row, including five in conference play after getting shellacked on Thursday yeah. night in the opener against CSUN 14 to two, they come back win Friday, three to one. Then they come back and win, uh, what was it? 10 to nothing or something like that on Sunday. They just keep finding a way. And they, they Brazilian. have won more big West games than at any point in their 
history in the Big West Conference since making the move over from the WAC. They've already won more series. They've already guaranteed themselves a non-losing record in conference. Like this is one of the best seasons in a while. And the turnaround from the beginning of the season till now, uh, Rich Hill's done a terrific job. So I just wanted to give a little shout out there. They've got seven games left, a road trip to UC San Diego this weekend, a midweek game or a Monday game on the back end at Cal Baptist. And then they come home for the last three of the season at home against second place Cal Poly. And they've got a chance to maybe surge all the way up into second place. Nobody's catching UC Santa Barbara for the conference title. And uh, nobody but Santa Barbara is going to the dance. It's going to be a one-bid league again this year. But just uh, all kinds of momentum that this team is building uh, and doing it with a lot of local kids. Like, routinely, yeah. nine of the ten guys in the lineup, that includes the pitcher and the DH, are like Hawaii high school kids. It's 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 quite remarkable. Yeah. No, it's uh, they've got a lot of grit, and they just keep going. Um, in uh, other news, whenever this drops tomorrow, people should know if they don't. Tiger Woods is back, folks, uh, has announced that he is playing officially right. in the PGA Championship at Southern Hills, which, Jordan, you know this, my family lives mm-hmm. in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is where Southern Hills is. My whole family's going down there. I'm a little jealous. I'm not home. Try to get my uh, my relatives to Airbnb their houses to these PGA guys for oh, yeah. sums of money, but uh, none of them took me up on that, which uh, I'm a little upset about. Um I mean, shack up with your friend for the, the chance of renting your home out for like 12 grand for the week. <laughs> they would pay it. They really would. Um, but uh, yeah, Tiger's back. He's playing. Uh, Southern Hills is actually a, it's a man-made facility. So some of the hills and the slopes are pretty unusual in the way it just goes up and down and up and down. So we'll see how Tiger's leg holds up. But Big Cat is in the field, man. I'm, I'm stoked. Oh, yeah, we're, you know, we're going to be watching. That's going to be a lot of fun. No Phil in the field, but uh, that's all right. Tiger is there. All right, that'll do it for us here on episode 38. Again, big mahalo to Xanthison, our presenting sponsor, as well as the good folks over at Spectrum Mobile and Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union. All right, Hunter, this has been fun as always. We'll do it again next week. Uh, big shout to our guy, Jaron, on the controls as well. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week on episode 39. This has been Hawaii Football Now. Aloha. You've been listening to Hawaii Football Now with Jordan Helley and Hunter Hughes, all from ESPN Honolulu.